0: last time on join the party
1: turns out the best way to defuse a situation is to ask straightforward questions about everyone involved who even knew anara shows us how to de-escalate a situation while it turns out jamie's situation is coming back from the dead and murdering all the blackfish we're gonna kill all of them how does that sound once the party gets out of this mess they only have one question
0: did we forget alonzo i totally forgot about alonzo
1: Alonzo, Evan, and the young people from the bar are partying on the half-built bridge in the center of the river, but the river is filled with ghastly fish monsters. Everyone fits in just fine.
0: Hey, what's up, fellow teens and cool 20-somethings?
1: Especially Johnny, who laid down his dad voice to break up the danger. I'm a fan of good times, Alonzo, but I'm also a fan of responsibility. At the end of the harrowing night out, Johnny seeks the guidance of his lantern. But he gets more questions than answers.
2: Five champions rise from our center. Look for the sword of flame, the boots of ground, the liar's mouthpiece, the labyrinth key, and the shining medallion. Through our center, the land becomes our own. However, not all champions deserve to be seen.
1: Okay, what's next? Let's get the party started.
3: Johnny wakes up just before the roosters start crowing outside, and he taps on Tracy's shoulder and beckons him to begin the morning routine.
2: And without a word, Tracy stands up from his sentry mode, follows Johnny into the middle of the room, and they get into their first pose.
3: And we do some calisthenics and some light yoga for about 30 minutes. With no talking, just breathing.
0: Inara, meanwhile, is sprawled out on her bed, limbs intertwined with oat cake, just snoring, hair all over the place, <laughs> boots still askew, drooling profusely onto the pillow.
3: Once we're done with calisthenics, Johnny makes the bed, even though he doesn't have to, makes sure the pack is all good to go, and... Tracy, you ready to go?
2: Let's do it! Tracy grabs his pack and any of the extra things he's picked up along the road and follows Johnny out the door.
3: Johnny walks up to Inara's door and through the keyhole casts digitation to create the smell of bacon oh just entering the room.
0: And obviously Inara sits right up, pillow line on her face and looks around, realizes there's no bacon in the room and goes, Johnny, there'd better be bacon downstairs.
3: I'm sure there is. Come on, let's go. Before we head downstairs, Johnny shares with them the details of the second question and second answer including the five items that were mentioned and the fact that the people holding those items may not necessarily be worthy of them.
0: Do you think it's some dumb, like, you grow to fulfill your destiny type lesson? Feels like a a lesson-y type thing.
3: Yeah, probably, but also, you know how Alonzo is, so maybe he just was never worthy of it?
0: Well, only one way to find out. See if he regrets his actions last night.
1: From your room, you hear Alonzo is yelling the words, Ice Knife. <laughs> through muffled through the words. He's like, Ice Knife! Uh, ice Knife! And he's saying it with different emphasis. Ice Knife! I- ice Knife!
0: Oatcake sighs heavily, and I'm just going to pat her on the head and say, I know, girl.
3: Let's get Alonzo and go get breakfast.
1: Hephaestus puts his hands on every single one of you and does his trick again. This one is what you want for breakfast. Tracy gets two eggs over easy and a slice of bacon and a smiley face. Anara gets four waffles slathered in syrup. Nice. And Johnny gets a bucket of wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, breakfast bucket of wine.
1: <laughs> and another bucket next to it that's just full of oatmeal, equally incised. I think your eye's busted, my friend. I I think this is very funny.
3: (laughs) I think this is
1: very funny. I I was referencing my eye. I got you. you. I'm very good at puns, ocular puns. That's my thing.
3: Johnny grabs the two buckets and
1: walks to a table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And how's Alonzo looking this morning?
1: It takes a little while for Alonzo to come down, but when he does, he is looking so rough. He doesn't look anyone in the face. And he's so bleary-eyed. He walks down the stairs, and he just puts his head down on the bar and doesn't move. He holds one hand up and says, Orange juice, ice knife, and nothing happens. Also, the teens are all slowly waking up as well, but they can't move. They're just in the point of being hungover, where you can just, like, moan loudly. So every so often, there's, like, one of them just goes, Uh... I place the wine bucket at their table.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Very generous of you. All of them
1: will just roll away from it. <laughs> They're like, and roll away.
2: Hey, Cassie, how you
1: doing? No. Uh, no. No, I can't. No. I can't, no. Are talk you feeling you, like... Talk like, to me in like two hours.
2: Are you feeling like alcohol death or like
1: normal death? Like equal... What? Both.
0: All equal amounts of... No.
2: Okay, good. Guys, I think Cassie's good
0: from around the third waffle and I goes, Oh go ahead here. At this
1: point, the door's thrown open and Ev bounds in, so excited to be there and be happy. Like, what up guys? What's happening? This This is is my my
2: breakfast, breakfast, (laughs) Evan.
1: This is my favorite time of the day. It's when all the breakfast comes together and it's that thing where you're just like happy to be alive and like everyone's here and you're just gonna go and we got important stuff to do. Let's do the thing.
2: Tracy, like, encircles his breakfast plate with his arms and kind of encapsulates the breakfast so no one can take it.
0: My plate's clean, so I'm not worried.
2: He's <laughs> just
1: licking the syrup off of it.
0: I'm letting Oake do that. Oh, nice.
3: Oh. <laughs> I give Evan my bucket of oatmeal.
1: Oh, hey, no thanks, my boy. I ate at home. My boy? <laughs> my boy? <laughs> That looks very delicious. It's that thing where like grains come together, and you like put spices and syrup and other delicious things. And I can't really think of what it is, but I am very happy to see you. It's a
3: joy to see you too. (laughs) And I take a very small spoon and start eating from the
1: bucket. (laughs) You use like a sugar, sugar like like a (laughs) yeah, yeah, just very tiny. Evan says, "All right, listen. Whenever you guys want to go see Representative Shields, we can do it. Super excited. Gonna be great."
0: Yeah, man, let's, like, get a jump on the day and stuff. Early birds, worms, you know. Let's do it.
1: When you said take a jump on the day, Ev just does a, a standing front flip. He's like, yeah, man, we're <laughs> oh getting a jump on the day. Hell yeah.
0: And Nara's eyes just widen, And she goes... Sick flip, man. Tracy pauses with
2: like an egg halfway to his mouth.
1: <laughs> All right. While you are eating your breakfast, this would be a perfect time to tell you. You are now level five. Wee! Wee! All right. Let's go around in a circle. Amando, what does this mean for Anara? at level five?
0: I get plus one to the things that I am proficient in already, so I am even better at acrobatics, investigation, stealth, and some other stuff. And also, excitingly, I have this thing called uncanny dodge. So attacks leveled against me, I take half damage just as a reaction. I can just dodge out of the way and it kind of glances off of me. doesn't work for things like magic or if I have to make a saving throw against things, but for attacks, I am uncanny as heck.
1: All right, you take half damage whenever you want. That is terrifying for me. Fish, what do you got? I have a new spell called Daylight. It's my first spell
3: level three spell. Woo! Woo! And I basically create a 60-foot radius of very bright light, and then beyond that is 60 feet of dim light, and I can do that anywhere, and it can make darkness go away. And I got a new invocation. As a warlock, I have invocations. And this one is the Eyes of the Runekeeper. I can just read
1: everything.
0: Just, just anything. I can read
3: anything. Thanks, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, Oh,
1: let's look in the manual and see what it says. Oh, it just has the sentence: "You can read anything." (laughs) All writing, (laughs) all writing. I can just read all writing.
3: writing. So, like,
2: regardless of language or.
1: So I can read. Thieves can't, y'all.
2: What about like if it's like slightly destroyed or something?
1: Oh, what if I have very bad handwriting?
3: I mean, it says all writing. What if it's a pictogram? Is it written? What if
2: it's
0: Mm -hmm, a telegram?
1: That's not written. What
3: if it's Morse code? (laughs) Also not written. What if it's
0: like a text from a really drunk friend?
3: I can read that.
1: (laughs) What if it's a candygram? Ooh, I can taste that. Okay, good. (laughs) Brando, what do you got? I got two extra features. I have extra attack
2: now, meaning which I could attack twice, which is pretty cool. I can double punch. I could slash twice, whatever. I could grapple and punch. I also got fast movement, meaning I could move an extra 10 feet if I'm not wearing armor.
1: Which you're not because you're a naked boy. Well, you're not wrong.
0: (laughs) You are armor. I think a
1: cape is not clothing. Like if you were streaking and you were wearing a cape, police would be like, hey, that guy's streaking.
2: I think that might hold up in court. I don't know. Let's see.
1: Well, we wouldn't
3: know because he always has the cape on, so we don't know if he has a butt. Hey, Tracy, can you roll for having butt? Or just a butt?
0: Kendall style. It's just, just all round down there. Oh, I got a natural 400 for butts. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: definitely
1: have a butt. Good, good, good.
3: I didn't know that dice went so high. Amazing.
1: Anara, your sneak attack is now even beefier. It's 3d8. Yes, it is. Which is scary and dangerous. And you all have your proficiency bonus up to plus three. You're all better at the things that you are good at. Yeah! Woo! All right. Evan leaves you out of the giant mistake and starts to walk to the right. The road spirals towards the center of the large column in the middle of the city, where there's a very large-looking state house right in the center. Only about a mile from the big column and you're walking uphill at this point and you're just going around and around and around in a circle it's like this feels like the main thoroughfare you're seeing all these people walking by you doing their morning errands and there's stores and shops all around and then as you get closer and closer to the center everything kind of fades away it's just infrastructure now there are like streets coming off of it and there are what seem to be riverbeds or canals that just like don't have Any water in it from the side that you're walking on. And then as you go around, there seems to be like water just overflowing on one side of the city. It looks really strange. I don't know if you've ever seen a city that's not working properly, but it doesn't make any sense. And there's just like this one section of the city is doing fine because it has all of that water. And then as the spiral comes around, you see there's just like nobody there. So you get to the front gate and Everything of this state house is stone, a lot like the stone that you've seen all around the city, and it has even more runes on it than you saw before. Ev goes to the front gate, knocks hard on the stone doors, and like a little slot opens, and you see a very large black beak poke out through the slot.
0: That's not what I expected to happen.
1: Tracy touches it. Sure. You want to make a dexterity roll for me, my boy?
0: I love you,
1: Brandon. 10 plus one for 11. As you reach out to touch the beak, it darts back and you hear the sound of an alarm just go off.
2: <sighs> <sighs> and
1: M says, all right, Valentine, dude, chill out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Then all of you guys hear the sound of a drill of a pancake being flipped And Ev's voice coming back saying, Oh, Valentine, don't worry, it's fine. Ev says, I I got people with me. We got to go see the representative. Come on, Valentine, let me in. And eventually the doors open up. And in front of you, you see a squat, humanoid-looking figure with the same outfit that Ev is wearing, his official Antopolis city guard outfit, with big black feathers jutting through and a cowl over its face and the big black beak than you saw before.
0: As we walk in, I'd like to just look around the courtyard, see what we're dealing with. You know, map an escape route if necessary. Can I roll for something? Sure.
1: Let's do investigation. Mm-hmm.
0: Sixteen plus five
1: for twenty one. Hey, there is only really one entrance and one exit. There are the big doors in front of you and like you're just walking in to this large state house. The walls surrounding the state house are about 10 feet tall, but they're only just like stone. Mm -hmm. So in theory, if you had to hop the wall and doing whatever you had to do, you could probably do that.
0: And is there a courtyard or grass separating the wall from the building?
1: Like a short courtyard, like it's just a walking path forward. Got it. Yeah. Who wants to know what this thing is?
3: I do. I will roll Arcana, you said? Yes, please. 7 plus 5. 12? Yes, is normally what that's called.
1: Yeah. You do not know the name of this particular creature, but you take a notice of the way that it speaks. Uh, It just keeps repeating sounds back to you and to Ev. As they're continuing their conversation, Ev is, like, trying to catch up with whatever this thing Valentine is, and it just keeps making sounds back at him. It's not, like, language of any kind.
3: It's a Mockingbird parrot thing.
1: Yeah, its voice is Mockingbird style. Cool. Brandon, you want to touch anything? (laughs) I feel like that was an attack on my character <laughs> No, I was just trying to predict what you want to do next
2: No, what I do want to ask is if my danger sense is going off at all Nah, you chill Then I'm good Yeah. When we walk past him, I am going to boop his nose Again, make
1: a dexterity roll for booping Are we walking past him? Yeah
0: Did we not learn from Johnny losing a bunch of hit points, stealing a note cake? Oh no Oh
2: no What'd you roll, Brandon? I got a three total <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh my god
0: well, it was nice knowing you as a two handed creature, Tracy. I'm uh, really sad that one <laughs> of them got bit off.
1: You reach out and try to again try to touch the creature's large beak, and the creature just kind of disappears from your sight in front of you. Like you reach out and then it's gone. And then you hear a very large car horn happen right behind you. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, um, I know because you unrested me uh, last time, but. You don't mess with the city guard. Like, these are some people who defend others. Like, just because you're a big, bad robot man doesn't mean that we can't do some stuff, too. And Valentine responds with Ev's voice saying, Yeah, don't mess with us.
2: Sorry, I was just curious. I'm I'm Tracy.
1: Valentine responds with the sound of an entire crowd booing. (laughs) 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 Well, okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and this this cheeky little monster is valentine they uh they're pretty fun aren't they
2: i kind of like, like them
1: valentine has the sound of a woman going it was like all right guys we're late let's go come on i follow ev but i turn my head
2: to keep my eye on valentine as i walk past yeah
1: curiously um, Ev keeps leading you through this very large building, and you're going from room to room to room. First, you're going to some sort of entrance hall, and you feel like you're walking through people's offices, and you've walked past, like, a bunch of meetings that are continuing. Everyone has the same crest of the city, the two circles interlocking. This is the government of Antopolis, and it is bustling. i also like to think it's pretty fun because Ev is trying to tell you everything, and then Valentine is trying to fill in with sounds.
3: And Evan's last name is Sorkin, correct?
1: Yes, Evan Sorkin. Nice, nice. A young secretary walks in front of Ev, and he says, Donna, I need the finest bagels and pastries of all the land. And Donna says, get it yourself. And he says, all right. And you guys keep walking forward. You've walked into a very large office, and there's a very, very large desk that a tall half-elf man is sitting at with his feet up on the desk, and he is very quickly flipping through a large folder. And inside, you also see one more city guard standing next to the desk, who is a regular-looking human man who's wearing the same outfit as Ev is. Evan leads you all in there with Valentine and points you over to a couch. Over on the other side of the office, F says, uh, Representative, sir, these are the uh, the guests I told you about. I think uh, they might be here to solve our problem. And Alonzo runs over to the couch and sprawls himself in the comfiest way possible upon it. Tracy sits on his knees. Alonzo's knees? Yes, Alonzo's knees. Jesus. Tracy, no, Tracy, please get off! No, please get off.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought couches
1: were for more than one person. No, you're the one. No. Tracy, get off me. Tracy. Tracy.
3: I whisper to Alonzo, this is the first time you're meeting another representative. How about you straighten up and act more adult?
1: Persuasion, please. 16 plus 8. All right. Alonzo sits up straight immediately and sniffs really hard to, like, try to get his entire self together, his over self, and he's like, oh, okay. all right, Johnny, all right, let's, okay, yeah.
3: Good man, and I pat his back.
1: Yeah, where are all of you in the room? Tracy is on top of Alonzo. <laughs> I've shifted off to the right. <laughs> all right, Tracy's on the couch.
3: I'm on the other side of Alonzo, next to him.
0: Sitting or standing? Sitting. And I'm going to stand next to Johnny, stand next to the side of the couch, okay, because sitting next to Alonzo's heels, staring up at him, somewhat menacingly, but it's still pretty cute.
2: Is there, like, tea or coffee in the office? Yeah,
1: on the uh, coffee table, there is a full tea set. Tracy's going
2: to grab some tea.
1: Does Tracy like tea?
2: Very much so. Okay.
1: I Uh, think you can do that. Johnny also gets some tea. Yes,
3: everyone can have some
1: tea.
0: I do not grab tea because my hands need to be free for stabbing. Good. very (laughs)
1: Solid, solid. Ev walks out the door and pokes his head in and says, "Uh, Yeah, uh, Callie, Tornborn, we need you in here. And the two city guard you saw from before, Callie, the tiefling woman with the unicorn horn from the boat, is there. And Tornborn, the very anxious dwarf man, also walks in behind.
0: How's he doing post near drowning?
1: He looks pretty fine. I think that there's like a level of anxiety he's just always at. So he's still like pulling at his beard, but he's doing pretty okay. He should Same. take a day off. Same. Torvord says like I'm one year away from retirement I'm too old for
0: this (laughs) I am crossing my arms and glaring at Callie
1: alright the slender half elf puts its feet down from behind the big desk because he sees that he has visitors and he says "Mm, visitors thank you all for coming I'm so happy to have a remedy for all of these uh, problems here Evan says alright yeah everyone this is uh, Representative Shields uh he is the um he's the one who takes care of business uh, as he likes to say, and he says mm, yeah t c b that's what I do man mm, mm yeah the uh, the champion from fedoulos and uh he's a uh, motley crew of people to what honor do we have the uh, champion of the concentric states coming into my office at this point
3: I nudge Alonzo
1: <laughs> yeah Alonzo stands up and says we're yeah we're here to." uh help everyone we know that you're having some problems and we want to help you however you definitely need it um we're kind of the response team um you're having we can do we can do it we're here Why
2: didn't we give him inspiration before we came in here? Jesus.
3: I fill the room with the smell of fresh baked cookies as Alonzo starts talking. (laughs) And I start having little sparks of light appear around Alonzo as he talks about how we are here to help.
1: Do you spell out anything in the light? Um, Like Charlotte's Web style? Yeah,
3: I spell out concentric states unity. Nice. And then very small towards the ground, I spell some (laughs) TM, TM, TM where it's only just for me to read
1: (laughs) all the city guard like raise an eyebrow at everything that's happening but Representative Shields just has a stone face on he is unamused that is a very good speech you have lined up uh, sir champion sir but um, you know uh, the government of Antopolis is doing quite well actually Um, we're fine and there are no issues for us to take care of. So if you uh, just wanted to, um, I don't, I'm not sure why you're here, in, in fact. Um, if there are no problems, then there is no uh, emergency mission for you to do anything for. And Alonzo says, all right, great. We'll see you later.
0: Uh, and John, starts to walk uh, Johnny out. Johnny <laughs> stands up. and arc has Mage Hand to yank <laughs> Alonzo back by the collar. She can't, quite, she can't quite reach him.
1: Tracy has
2: his long arm of the law ready to grapple him back into the room. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, you're right. Uh, you know, half of your city having no water and the other half overflowing. It doesn't seem like you have any problems. Certainly no, uh, no problem the size of a whale. I will say uh, we are here just uh, as, as a sign of unity. And though you may feel we are not needed, we are here to lend a hand and lean on us for help. Much like uh, the concentric states should lean on one another.
0: And you know you are doing such a good job, like guarding the city and everything. That that we actually back in back in want to learn a little bit from how you are organizing your your city guard. You're doing such a great job. So we're hoping we could just like, you know, learn, look, ask a couple questions, bring back all those best practices. You know, we we love those in organizations and just bring them back to Fidopolis
1: uh, Anara, make a persuasion check.
0: Sixteen.
1: Representative Shields turns to you two and says. Ah, well, if it's learning you're come to do, then why why not? We have the finest city guard in all of the concentric states. I don't know. Have you met uh, my, my crew, my mates and first hands? We're a, we're a sailing city, as you can tell from having all of the water around. Um, and where's the, uh, we're happy to have uh, show you uh, a few things to go around. Yeah, uh,
2: Yeah, we've met. We've met a little bit.
3: I'd love to go on a walk with you through the, your fine city that half is underwater and the other half has none. I think it would be a,
1: a yeah, great you, tour. You, you said that before, yeah? Um, <laughs> that, yes, I, got, I was picking up the innuendo in which you were trying to burn me with.
2: My favorite part about your guards is when they fall in the water and then I have to save them before they get eaten by a thing.
0: And when the other ones are trying to kill us in small boats, it was just like such a good welcome to the city. Very warm,
1: very warm. (laughs) At this point, Callie steps forward and says, yeah, this robot doofus didn't figure out how to not sail. We probably would have had a better time. The representative holds his hands up to both of them and says, ah, no, no fighting in the office. You know, that is my official rule. If you want to fight, you can take it out and uh, do it in the river, as I like to say.
0: I do want to glean whatever I can from how this guy is talking. Like, if he's defensive about anything, if he's hiding anything, if he... Changes the subject quickly. Like, just get whatever information I can.
1: Insight.
0: That's a 12.
1: I mean, he's believing in his own city and he thinks that nothing he said is a lie. I mean, he thinks that he's taking care of the problem.
0: Okay. Can I also just look around the room and see if there's anything weird and or worth stealing?
1: (laughs) Stealing stuff. Yeah. Why don't you make a perception check?
0: Well, that's a crit fail.
1: You look at his and you realize that he's starting to pull out parts of his beard. He's talking at it so much that so he's like, it's actually pretty patchy. The representative has his hands up still. Is like, well, I was going to do a very snazzy introduction of my entire city guard. We have a whole song and dance that we do to new... Uh, New people, but I guess uh, if you know everyone already, it's fine. Now, hold, um, hold on! Is no, there, no, there's, there's a, a song. Forma- we are fall past formalities now. Uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, e- Evan, of course. Uh, Callie, that you, you two are getting along quite well. Uh, Tom, Tomborn, go please go to the uh, health deck as the uh, the nurses' station as soon as possible. Thank you, uh, Valentine. Uh, the Kenku, who I found uh, just running around. Uh, down by the banks of the river, uh, isn't that right, Valentine? And Valentine responds just with the splashing of waves and children doing cannonballs into them. And the head of our city guard here, this is a uh, Bob the Scroll, and Bob says, "Hi." Hello.
0: Hi. Hey uh, good to meet you, man. I have some questions for you. Uh, can we why don't we just like talk outside for a second as uh, Johnny over here, you know, boring questions, books, uh, he has some questions uh, for for you representative, about like I don't know taxes and things. I stopped paying, I stopped listening when he when he brought up the book. Uh, anyway, so why don't we why don't we step outside? Well, I have quite a
1: lot to talk to uh, your champion here about uh, government uh, officials, and I want to hear what the uh, what the speaker uh, has in her uh, all-divine glory, praise be Adama, why they have sent uh, him here. So, But I actually I have uh, something you can help us with.
3: Insight for what? Can I tell the true meaning of when he talks about the speaker? That could be his cadence, or that could sure, be sure, sure, sure. him just not liking the speaker and being rude. Rude boy. Nat 20.
1: Nah, he's a very rude boy. Ugh. There was a lot of sarcasm on that pitch. It was a slider of sarcasm about the speaker? <laughs> I'm going to keep uh, a young Kiko here and uh, see see what he can tell me about uh, everything that's going on and why uh, I have such wonderful friends here in my office. But I, I do have something for uh, the grandest security team in the concentric states to do. Down in our official archives, uh, we seem to have a little bit of a pest problem. And no one has really figured out how to deal with it. Um While I'm talking to the champion here, if you three of you uh, could go take care of it, us, maybe we could uh, help you out in whatever you need. You scratch our back and we will happily um, scratch yours. Yes, I do have a number
3: for a pest control group if you need it. Uh, In the meantime, I feel like we can hang out with Alonzo a little longer.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, that's kind of our mandate not to ever, you know, leave him alone. (laughs) Kind of what we're here for. (laughs) Are we
2: talking, like, mice or goblins or...?
1: Oh, no, no, no such thing. Goblins. No, 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 no. Um, you yeah, just a, a small bug problem. And, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, our city guard is all very busy and they have to, you know, do rounds and take care of uh, all of the administrative things that go on in the, in the capital here. Um, it be a really nice sign of, uh, of goodwill in between all the states if you could just take care of it. We love that. Can I roll an insight check on that? Sure. Eight plus two for ten. I mean, he really wants you to do this. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, sir. And, uh, you know, after completing our mission of safely guiding Alonzo to uh, this meeting and, and back again, you know, if we have extra time, something to do after dinner, we'd be happy to, uh, to come in and check on it.
1: Sure. Okay. All right. If you don't want to take care of the pest problem, I guess that's fine. But I do need all of you to wait outside. This is official uh, business and uh, I do need to take care of it. I Yeah, just give something to do. You can walk around wherever you would like, but um, I figure that a, a forceful security team could uh, help us out. But if the relationship between Phidopolis and Antopolis is not Im- important enough for you to do me this favor, then I guess just w- just wait outside in the waiting room.
2: Hey, Tom, you want to refill those teapot with me?
1: Um, yeah, teapot sounds great, yes.
2: I go out of the room with Tom behind me towards the... The kitchen area?
3: Well, I'm so glad that you view us so highly respected and that you view the people of Fidopolis so highly respected. I cannot wait to tell the Kikos that you would wish to send their envoys into a dusty room to fight pests. Anyway, good day, sir. Alon- and I turn to walk away.
1: Alonzo stands up and says, you know what? Guys, this is the official business. The first First time I need to do my official duty as the champions and you do it would be really nice if you took care of the pests but just i can't have you in here like this is secret stuff great
0: uh very well but you know I'm, I'm gonna leave um my my official guarding dog here with uh with alonzo they've you know really bonded and it's it's important you know emotional support animals you know uh anyway uh okay uh, be, uh no no
1: excuse i i am allergic to dogs It is already pretty not good enough. I need to clean all of these um,
0: pillows later.
1: Please um, take your dog with you.
0: I am going to make meaningful eye contact with Alonzo and attempt to convey with my face. Don't mess up and run away here, buddy. And then I will walk out with Okig.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I got it, guys. You're all fine. And all of the city guard walk out. Tom Bourne is going with Tracy. Johnny, what do you want to do?
3: In the nearby hallways, I'm assuming there's some sort of like broom closet or somewhere where I can just like pop into and no one can see me and no one can see me go in there. And I would like to cast invisibility on myself.
1: Okay. There's a bunch of checks that I need you to do. Sure. Okay. So your speed is 30. Yeah. There's a broom closet within running distance. I need you to make a stealth to run away without people knowing. 16. Okay, yeah. You break away from the pack really quickly. And I think for stealth, for Johnny, there's always like lying involved. It's like, what's a lie you tell everybody to break away? I have not taken my morning constitutional. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh,
2: I
1: need. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> uh, yeah, and you slip into a broom closet.
3: I will cast invisibility on myself.
1: Okay. So you're invisible. Yeah. Here's what I need you to do. Sure. As the doors close, you yep. have a very limited time because even if you. Are breaking away; those doors close pretty quickly. Make an athletics check to see if you can run in and slip through. Could I do an
3: acrobatics one instead? So, like, I'm trying to vault in, like maybe a a, pommel horse routine. No, no, no. Like a like like a um, what's it thing when you're on your cartwheel. cartwheel? Just as the space is closing, Johnny cartwheels his way into that space, so it doesn't look like it closes. Sure. Okay. Good, because that's it's otherwise a negative one.
1: Nine. Okay. Here's what happens. Oh, no. (laughs) You bob and weave around everybody stealthily, but as you do like that cartwheel to actually get in through the space of the door, the door closes and you hit the door with a loud whomp. You're still invisible, but everyone heard a whomp and everyone turns towards the closed door.
3: I will stand at the door and lean on it as if nothing happened, even though no one can see me. I'm still trying to look very cool. I like it. And I'll do that until these people move away.
1: Okay. You're standing perfectly still?
3: Yeah. I mean I'm leaning on it like I'm a cool dad.
0: Is that is that hard acting like that?
3: No, it's my life.
1: <laughs> Four of the city guard just kinda shrug and like walk away, but Evan is still looking at the door. Johnny, what do you what do you want to do?
3: So Evan's looking right at me. I'm going to cast Dancing Lights to have four orbs appear actually in front of him, swirling in a circle, and then go out in a row to his left to try to catch his attention to go look at where they're, like, kind of leading towards.
1: Sure. Okay. What's your deception modifier? My deception modifier is a four. Okay. I'll give you plus two to that because you're using your magic. Sure. he even said it as words. Ha! Crit one. Ooh, okay. So... You conjure the dancing lights sure. and you're you're pointing it farther away. And Evan says, What? Why is that? Johnny, is that you? Johnny, you're the only person I know who does a whole lot of light stuff. Like, come on. I think I'm going to have to kill him.
0: I think, to be honest, <laughs> I mean, he's anti blackfish too.
3: Okay. Johnny looks down, disappointed in himself. Puts his hand on Evan's shoulder and whispers in his ear. Do
1: me a favor. Oh, gee. Oh, hello. Hi. (laughs) Oh, what's up? Okay. Open
3: the door. I'm concerned that members of the guard are actually members of the Blackfish. I'm concerned about Alonzo's safety. Please open the door with a distraction so I can go and take care of my ward.
1: Do another persuasion. 16 plus 8. I can do that. All right, Evan reaches his hand out where he thinks your shoulder is, but like misses. And he says, "Johnny, um, I'm worried about the same thing. I'm telling you, it's not me, but it's definitely one of us, uh, one of the other four. Um, I don't know how to tell which is which, but there's something going on. Help me, help you, help me, help you. All right, but do this quickly. And Evan opens the door." very very quietly and stealthily as possible
3: I'm gonna duck under his hand and sneak in why don't you make a stealth roll
1: I'll give you advantage
3: I rolled a 14 plus 2
1: oh yeah totally
0: Hey, Amanda here. Ever been listening to a new song that you kind of really dig, and then halfway through it just completely changes its style to something you are even more into? And you not only have one new song to love, but two different but amazing versions of that same song? This is that key change. Welcome to the mid roll. We had such a fantastic time at PodCon last weekend in Seattle. JTP listeners are, as we suspected, extraordinarily sweet and good looking. Also, you all smell really, really good. Every single one of you. We led a workshop on building community and earning a living with your podcast. If that sounds interesting to you, you're in luck. You can see all the materials we handed out along with our notes from the session at bit.ly slash podcon community. And if you registered for podcon, either in person or for the virtual attendance, you can listen to audio from our session as well. We had a blast, and we will definitely be there next year. Thanks to everybody who came out to say hi. As the holidays creep up on us, we are so excited for our patron cookie exchange. To get in on the next one, join us. For as little as $1 per episode, you can get access to our patron-only Discord and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. And a great way to support the show that doesn't cost any money at all is to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That helps new people find the show, and more listeners means more JTP love out there in the world. We are sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. And we are back with our favorite Q&A segment, Master Dungeon Master, with Lauren Belanco. Lauren is an experienced DM and game store co-owner here to answer any questions you have about games and gaming. This week's question is, how do you handle developing and explaining the setting of a new city in your world? Lauren says... Set aside some time toward the end of a session to introduce the players to the new location. Give them an opportunity to interact with it in some way to set the tone and the mood for the place. The following session, lay out a blank map, start with an outline of the new location and a couple key features that you want to be there. Then work with your players to draw in the rest of the details, allowing each player to add their own embellishments. If you want a more controlled experience, prepare specific questions that you want your players to consider ahead of time. Thank you, Master Dungeon Master. Email us at hello at jointhepartypod.com with your gaming questions, and Lauren may answer them in a future episode. Find out more about her beautiful oasis of gaming goodness in Brooklyn, New York at 20sidedstore.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Bourne is holding the tea set in his hands, and he's walking very delicately towards the right, which is near like this like side small kitchenette.
2: So as we round another corner, Tracy turns to Tom and says, Tom, how you doing, bud?
1: "Uh, you know, I, I'm fine. Uh, I need to refill the tea, because that's what they asked me to do. And you know, I'm going to do that.
2: You know, falling out of a boat can be a really traumatic experience. But I'm I'm glad to see you landed on your feet.
1: I mean, I didn't. I landed on my back, and then I started to sink into the water. And, uh... Until somebody grabbed me, so I guess not really.
2: I'm worried. I'm I'm a little worried about you and your beard, and uh, but I'm glad that I could help you out and, and help save you from from whatever whatever happened in the water.
1: Um, you know. Thanks. I'm gonna keep doing the tea. You know what thing? you could do
2: for me though? Now that we're talking about it. What's in the basement?
1: <laughs> um, you know. Basement stuff, garage, like um, storage remember, area. Remember
2: when we were about to go underneath the water to the bonefish, and I pulled you out of the water?
1: Make an intimidation check.
2: Nineteen plus three
1: for twenty-two. Tomboard stops and turns around and says, "What do you what do you mean, basement?"
2: They said there were pests in the basement?
1: Oh, in the ark? Arch- yeah, in the archive, yeah. Pet- there's pests. It's bad- it's bad.
2: What does that- what does that mean, pests?
1: Um, you know, uh, people are eating paper down there.
2: Eating paper? Yeah, um... That
1: can't be nutritious. No, it's really- it's actually really bad. Um, there are, uh, these- these moths that, um, well, they make people eat paper- I mean, they eat paper, and then anyone, when you're around them, then they start eating paper. So th- there's a lot of, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad.
2: How how big are these moths? Have you seen them?
1: I mean, no, no, I have, no, they won't let us down there. Um, it's like an infection zone. Uh, no, no, I haven't seen them. It's not, they're not ma- massive, It's it's a lot of them. It's a swarm. Uh, can I, can I go now?
2: Yeah, Tom, I, I'm sorry for intimidating you, I just, uh, I really am glad you're okay. <laughs> and I put my hands on his shoulder and I say, Sincerely, is there, is there anything I can do for you? Can I get you some beard oil? I don't like to see you in this state. N-
1: no, I, just leave, leave me alone. He quickly walks away and into I into the tr- kitchen.
2: And I try to hug him as he's walking away and only get like a half hug going.
1: No, he he just pushes your arms aside and walks into the kitchen. Cool. With a lock. You hear a lock on the door. And then to myself, I say, Bye,
0: bye, Tom. I'll see you soon.
1: Anora, where do you want to go?
0: I want to go to the guards' break room. I want to see what suspicious stuff they have in their lockers or up on posters or whatever I can glean about the blackfish stuff infiltrating.
1: Sure. Anara. you get led by the three city guard into this kind of a basic looking room. I mean, there's like halogen lights over and there's like like a big table in the middle. And there's like a few like comfy chairs, but you can see they're like cast offs of things in like other parts of the Capitol building. There's also a sign on the wall that says, this is the chill zone. No work, just chill. Beautiful. And there's yeah, there's like some vending machines in there, and there's like ten lockers.
0: What are in the fantasy vending machines?
1: Uh, pretzels.
0: Just pretzels.
1: And like some cookies, and like an apple, but it's like old. Maybe I should have gone
3: to examine those. Maybe I could have learned more about Robomancy if I. You looked at and- <laughs> the vending <laughs> <Fantasy laughs> <laughs> like, Vending machine operator skill, Mikey.
1: Yes, I'm vending machine VRHC. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the food go. It's
0: the food thing. It's the future. We found the future. Oh, wow. Tracy's been franchised.
1: (laughs) And there's a poster that says it's a a blink dog pulling itself up. You know, like the cat ones where it's pulling itself up and says, hang in there. Oh, for sure. But instead, there's like a poof below the tree branch and the dog is like hanging up above it. And it says,
0: use your skills. Oh, nice. (laughs) Alt
1: text. Reach new heights. Perfect. Yes. It says reach new heights. No, I like this. It's actually, it's a dog that looks suspiciously a lot like Oatcake. And they walk you into the break room. Callie sits at the table and puts her legs up. Valentine sits in one of the big chairs and then makes the sound of fire crackling. And Bob the squirrel just like tries to get pretzels out of the vending machine.
0: Cool. I'm going to sit in one of the other chairs with Oatcake next to me and sort of sprawl back legs Kimbo, like elbows over the side of the thing and just be like bosses man am i right
1: bob says yeah man even as uh even as middle management you know it's still just breaking breaking my back about over it and Callie's like yeah i could do so such a much better job than you bob they're like laughing at each other like poking fun and Valentine keeps making like the sound of like entire audiences like laughing like in a sitcom, <laughs> and they're just like living with each other. And then Kelly was like, "Yeah, so like, what do you uh, what do you need to know? What can we show you? You know that you can't get in Photopolis, apparently."
0: Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of a, a smaller team over there. Like, I, I don't have a break room. Like, this break room is awesome. I, I love it so much. And I want to stand up and kind of just, like, walk over to the poster and, like, look at it. And as I'm talking, look like, at the vending machine. I'm going to do a sort of stealthy investigation here and try to look for suspicious stuff as I talk. But I finish saying. And, uh, you know, I just, how do you, like, make a team? How do you, like, take, you know, individuals, man, and, like, make them into a team, make them into a family? Like, what kind of bonding stuff do you guys do outside of work?
1: Why don't you make a stealth role?
0: Five plus six for an 11.
1: Okay, I will let you stealthily look in one item in this room. If you want to look in another one, you might have the chance of getting caught. But with your wall, if you want to look in one particular thing. So there are those 10 lockers over there. There's the vending machine. There's like their person. So give me something specific that you want to look into.
0: I want to either look for the bonefish necklace or look for incriminating stuff in a locker and then look at that locker's label to see who it belongs to.
1: Okay. You look at the lockers and there are 10 of them. The first five are the five who you already know. Evan, Callie, Tornborn, Valentine, and Bob the Skrull in full name. Then there's Geneva, the half-orc who is eaten by the whale who you murdered. Jamie, the guy who wants to do much murder. And then there are three who you don't recognize. There's Belto, Wilkes, and Holly.
0: I'm going to investigate Callie's.
1: Great. So Callie and Bob get into a very long discussion about darts and how much they play darts all the time. And there's like a running contest between the two of them. And while they're doing that and a little distracted with each other, there's Callie's locker and you surreptitiously open it. And inside is a whip that is glowing a bright blue. There's just like a backpack with some some of her personal items in there. There's some papers and a notebook, and there's a sandwich.
3: Take the sandwich. Take the sandwich. Join me in sandwich having in that.
0: I am going to take the notebook and put it in the back of my belt and cover it with my tunic. Use That's real friendly. Yeah,
1: sleight of hand.
0: <gasps> well, that's another crit one, fam.
1: Oh, gee whiz. Okay. As you have your hand on the notebook and about to grab it, Callie looks over to you and says, uh, Hey, uh, what are you What are you doing there?
0: Oh, I am I am so hungry. I am so sorry. I'm used to having platters of pastries when I meet heads of state. I don't know. That's how we do it in Fidapples. Not that I'm judging. I'm just, anyway, uh, I just got distracted by your sandwich. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> <Making> f- <laughs> Jesus, make a f- oh, deception. Yeah. A three plus three for a six. Callie looks at you and says, "Yeah, why don't you um listen? You're new <laughs> here, and why don't you leave my stuff alone? If you really want a sandwich, and just yeah, just take that one. Just get out of my stuff."
0: So sorry, so sorry. I know exactly what you mean. What were you saying about darts? Wait, how how can I beat my teammates when we go out tonight?
1: No, 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 no. You don't get to just change the subject like that. Back away from the lockers.
0: I'm putting up my hands and and walking backward.
1: Did you grab the sandwich? No. (laughs) No. All right, sit over over there. And she points to the other side of the table. I sit there. If you want the sandwich, you can just have it. But I'm keeping an eye on you, and you're going to sit right there, and we're going to tell you the stuff that we do as guards. That's it. You're not going anywhere else.
0: That's what I came here for. Got distracted. This is what I want to know. And I'm going to put my hands on the table where they can see them and have them like steepled in front of me and try my very best to listen.
1: Valentine, Valentine gets up and makes the sound of a drill sergeant from like full metal jacket. It says, like,
0: Oh, I hate all of you maggots.
1: And jumps up, grabs the sandwich from the locker, and tosses it over to you.
0: Thank you very much. And I'll eat the
1: sandwich. So they tell you about the rounds that they do. There's only 10 of them, which is not that big for a city guard. But it, they say that it's, this is run a lot more like a government building. They're more like a security team. They also do whatever kind of the representatives ask them to do. They're like his personal body team. They're not like the KGB. They just like all work for him. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they tell him about the rounds they do. They just like do some points around the city and they're actually really worried. Bob steps in at this point and says, like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're down a whole lot of people. I mean, we lost, uh, like, I mean, the three of three of them were the only ones that came back when we sent six of us out there. Um, so we're a little short-staffed, so we're just kind of doing the best we can. I mean, we're not sending anyone over there ever again. Like, that's very bad. Um, I mean, someone's going to have to go over there and deal with it, but it is not going to be me." Callie laughs and says, yeah, not, not me either. No way. And Valentine makes the sound of an alarm again.
0: I'm going to, like, lean forward a little bit and be more genuine than I have been so far, try to kind of level with them and say, S- so what What do you do when you disagree with what your boss asks you to do? I, you know me, I like to, I don't know, I like to poke around, like to look at things, And and I... I just don't know when. When is it okay to to get a little creative with your orders?
1: Valentine opens their mouth and again does the drill sergeant thing. And he says,
3: "I don't know what I've been told. No one here is getting old."
1: Bob says, "Yeah, you know what? I told. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you, Valentine. Um, you know, listen. Uh, there are. He's our boss, and we can't really do much about it. I mean, we follow orders because we're good. Good." guard people i don't know it's it's really not that complicated for me
0: did anyone get uncomfortable with that question
1: insight please 10 plus 4
0: for a 14
1: bob seems pretty genuine about what he's saying how he just kind of like follows orders and does whatever
0: i want to focus on callie
1: yeah <laughs> callie stiffens a little bit and she like snarls at you so it could be one of two things one you're asking too many questions or she is just uncomfortable with that particular question. But she does not like that you ask that.
0: I'm just going to make my widest most innocent eyes possible. Just try to really put on the just asking here someone help me I am new at my job act and then once I finish answering I'm just going to say, "Okay, thanks. Is it time to go find my friends now?"
1: I mean they're listen, they're going to come back here and they'll I guess they'll pick you up.
0: Uh cool. Can someone show me how to play darts?
1: <laughs> Bob says, hell yeah, let's play some darts. I'm reigning champion. You want to take me on New Girl You? That's what you're going to do.
0: I like to learn from the best, Bob.
1: Jonathan. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. All right. You are, do? You are inside Representative Shields' office.
3: What? Me? Oh, yeah, you wow. snuck in. You are
1: in V Invisible. Thanks. And Representative Shields is being as, just as coy with Alonzo as he was being before. And he says, uh, so, uh, what are you really doing here? was, was the reason? Uh, I know the speaker in, uh, would only send out a champion, the, uh, one one hero for the entire millennium to come together around, unless she thought that there was an actual reason. I am doing just fine here. And Alonzo is just like, hey, man, you know, I... That was what they said before is that, you know, you're having issues. I mean, half of you, half your city's flooded, half not. A bunch of your guys got like eaten by a giant? What was that? And there was a whale, a massive bone whale. This is not good things. Like let us do something. Like we got it. We're we're heroes. I can I can make I'm magic. <laughs> representing shows Cocks an eyebrow, Adam. Alonzo's like, yeah, 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 check this out. And he shows him the medallion, which is around his neck. He says, this thing is so powerful. I got it. Like, I can take care of it. I killed, like, a bunch of dudes before. I can. Um, I defended ourselves. I defended, like, the Kiko castle. Man, we got it. Let's take them down. Can I just, I'd like to just ready a uh, Sacred
3: Flame, just in case this guy does something tricky, especially because Alonzo's being a big doofus.
1: That's awesome. It's fine by me. The chain is all around Alonzo's neck. The representative reaches down and touches it. And he says, Hmm, I haven't seen anything like this before. And the medallion glows for a second. And the representative moves his hand off. It burns like, Hmm, ow. Oh, mm, that's quite a uh, magical item you have there. Um, hmm. I guess we're not dealing with the B-team after all. He walks back behind his desk and sits down. And he says, okay, champion. Um, you don't want to deal with our pest problem, fine. But I guess I have a much larger mission for you. Yeah, things aren't going great. You got me. Um, yeah, I only a mission that would be um, a befitting of a champion of your caliber. You'd be killing two fish and with one stone. One, I need you to kill the bone whale. Two, I need you to kill the blackfish. Two fish, eh? One monster and one monster who is running through my guards. There's somebody here that I cannot trust and I need you and your ragtag team here to take care of it for me. Alonzo stands up at attention and says, yeah, yes, finally, something we can do, yeah, punching and kicking, all there, yes, hell yeah, take care of it, one monster and one, who are the blackfish? I did not, no one told me that, who is the black, uh, who is the blackfish? And at this point, pretty much everything you know about the blackfish, the representative relays to Alonzo. There's a bunch of guys running around who are trying to sacrifice members of the guard to the bone whale. I know. Who would have thought the monster is going to be the one who saves them all? I've lost two men to the whale already and even more to the giants. And I think they're related. If you can figure out who is the one who's black fishing around in my guard team, that would be quite lovely for me. Thank you. User... Magic powers, please. And champion for someone.
3: Can I roll for insight? Yeah, sure. 15 plus 2 for 17. What do you want to know? I want to know if he's not letting on as much as he knows and if there's, like, malintent in his voice.
1: You know, I think the representative is being genuine about this. Everything he said so far is real. I okay. mean, he thinks Alonzo is a doofus. Sure. But... Um, Who doesn't? Yeah. But no one here. (laughs) (laughs) Same. But he's actually trying to make them do something for him. Okay. Yeah. And he
3: is concerned. I mean, yeah.
1: Okay. Think of him like he's like a slimy mayor of a town. Sure. Even though he's slimy, he's still actually like trying to mayor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're getting from him.
3: Okay. And I'm no longer preparing to cast a
1: flame. And is like, All right, yes, let's get I'm gonna get my team together. We're gonna take care of this. We'll take out the blackfish, we're gonna take out the bonefish. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna punch him, I'm gonna kick him, it's gonna be great. All right, won't let you down, sir. And Alonzo starts to walk out of the room. I'm going to make sure I'm just behind Alonzo. Okay, right, cool. He walks out, and you stealthily walk through the door. And he just stands. I guess he just stands out, like, right outside the door. And he's like, where did everybody go? Um, okay. Um, Tr- Tracy! Tracy! Anara. Johnny
3: face palms quietly, then <laughs> walks towards the closet that he had originally cast invisibility on himself, dispels it, and walks down the hallway.
1: Yeah, he's just yeah. Alonzo's about to say Johnny, and you just like show up. And right I just there.
3: Uh, yeah, as, as Alonzo is about to say Johnny. Yeah. Hey, how was your talk? You know? Hey,
1: we got a mission. Oh. We got two missions. We're going to be great. Okay. All right, let me tell you, when do we get everybody around? Well, I'm just going to tell you I all about. I have no it. idea where they are. Oh, man. Well, Tracy, as you are walking back away from the guard room, you hear Alonzo shouting everyone's names.
2: Tracy thinks about it hard for a good couple of seconds. truly
3: horrible options here. Do
2: I I could just bail now?
1: Tracy! <laughs> Tracy? Anara, we got we got stuff to do. Alonso, stop yelling! No, We're at where a are state you, building.
0: Marco, Marco? From the east room, a bunch of dignitaries from a foreign land talking about taxation on fruits <laughs> versus vegetables turn around and get really disturbed.
2: I walk up the hallway despondent that I've answered the call of Alonso. <laughs>
0: Uh, I right, I'm here.
1: All right, Tracy. Where, guys, where's Anara? Can I hear them? Yeah, even with the door closed, you can hear uh, Alonzo Young for you.
0: How have I done at darts?
1: Roll a dexterity check. Six you
0: plus know. six for
1: a 12. Bob rolled a 14. So you held your own, but he edged you out by about 20 points. And He's like, oh, hey, don't mess with the master.
0: That is correct. I didn't want to beat him at his own game.
1: Valentine opens their mouth and a whole crowd goes, let's go team.
0: Cool. So I will say duty calls guys. Thank you again so much. Sorry. Sandwich incident. Growing boy. Okay. Right. Got to go. Bye.
1: Callie just kind of huffs at you and goes over to her locker to check it out. Make sure you haven't taken anything other than the sandwich. Bob says, all right, I guess we'll see you later. Um, Whatever you had to do. Good luck. And... Valentine waves
0: thanks guys and then I'll turn back the way I came to go meet up with the team
1: nice Alonzo says like alright everyone come here and he puts all of you in a huddle he says guys we have a mission we're gonna kill the bone whale
0: Alonzo we've been on that mission the whole time you're like 36 hours late bud
1: What? Let's go eat up some ghost fish. Nice. Let's do it. High five, team. And he puts his hand up for everyone to high five.
0: Okay, jumps up to try to get it.
1: (laughs) Okay, bumps Alonzo in the hand. Good enough. We're going fishing, y'all. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hedy Hunt.
3: The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime.
2: Join our community online by following at jointhepartypod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com.
0: If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers and so much more at patreon.com/join the party pod.
1: We'll see you in 2 weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.